Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my timing-inclined co-host, Mozzie. Well, you know, it's good to be punctual. It's good to be, you know, on point, says the guy who's been late to work a couple times already <laughs> this week. And, you know, there's been a lot of traffic, all right? It's, you know, D.C. is like every other city in America where there is seemingly endless construction as far as the eye can see. Mm. You know, Every, everywhere you go, it's just like, oh, the construction here is terrible. It's like, well, man, that's like every state I've been to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like Ohio is, you know, I don't know if notoriously under construction is right, but it's very often under construction. I've never been to D.C., so I, I can't attest to the, um, you know, comp levels of construction per capita. Oh, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. Oh, yeah. It's a rough world out there. My uh, my my timing inclined was more so that we've mostly nailed our uh, recording timings aside from just when we had to redo it. But anyway, alas, <laughs> um, we are here to preview week four of this football season on this football podcast. So yeah. we're going to this one's going to be the, the 1 p.m. games, most or all of them. And uh, we already covered Thursday in a separate one. And we're recording like right before that game. And then we'll be back in the next one to cover the 4 p.m. and then the uh, other two primetime games. So we can go ahead and lead off with Washington at Atlanta. Yay! This is... (laughs) So I'm leading Washington, which picking a slim road favorite isn't ideal. But I just have too much... uh, I don't want to call it like nightmares, but I can just envision Mayfield getting wrecked by like Deron Payne in the middle. So. Yeah, it's definitely I'm I'm really fairly uncomfortable picking either team in this matchup. And that's just the nature of the matchup itself is it's kind of gross. Uh, mm-hmm. I I mean, last week, Washington really just got dealt. And uh, last week, Atlanta played to me rather underwhelmingly and their play calling was really suspect. So <laughs> neither team's going into this game with a lot of confidence for me. Uh, I guess the narrative I'm sticking with is this is going to be a rough week of practice for Washington and their defense. Mm-hmm. If they're not sacking Matt Ryan with Mayfield, you know, defending that D line, then I don't know what to tell you. Washington's defense is something's wrong. Yeah. So they that really should thing. get on track. Yeah, they really should get on track this game. And if they don't, then it's it is panic time. Yeah, because they've they faced they've been facing mobile quarterbacks this whole time, and Matt Ryan is not that. Because Herbert, he doesn't run it. You don't do like design runs for him, but he can move. Like, he's very mobile. Um, sure. Danny Dimes, they design runs for him. Jalen, they design runs for him. Like, they've been against quarterbacks that can actually escape their pressure. And so I think against a stationary Matt Ryan, we'll see their their front seven kind of uh, turn it on a bit. That is a good point. Because uh, something I had noticed in the past couple of games watching Washington is they were really trying to play contain 
which obviously you should do against running quarterbacks. But if you can't get a, a pressure going against mobile quarterbacks in today's NFL, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So they need to find a way to do both, unfortunately. Yeah, it's 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 easier said than done. And like it's easier to convert your pressures to sack two against someone like Ryan. So Oh definitely. And like the Giant the the Giants one's the the tough one because it, like, Jones is mobile, but mm-hmm. that line isn't like their their O line isn't anything special. They did get four sacks. They're just they just you know couldn't stop him from running, but that's not really a threat with Ryan. So I'm 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 assuming this game stays low and gross right low and now. Gross. Yeah. The total is at let's see, it's at forty eight. Ah, that feels high. It does feel a little high. Like for how these teams have been performing, that feels too high. If I was gonna bet on this game, I would probably take the under as my my bet for this game. Yeah. I don't really know if I would bet you know money line washington or anything and then the the spread is basically a pick em. yeah but i would probably take the under with the most confidence yeah that feels right to me just because we've at least seen washington against the giants put up some points but the bills and chargers like are decent defenses but they're not you know top level and if you're only getting you know 16 and 21 against them i'm not gonna put you in like juggernaut territory <laughs> or anything you know so like heineke's been a very I don't know what to call it a surprise, but sort of, I guess. Like, Heineke's been good for them. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not expecting any sort of overperformance from anyone in particular here. Yeah, and uh, it's sort of on the flip side here. We have talked mostly about Washington defense versus Atlanta offense, but Atlanta defense, I think, is an interesting topic to bring up as well. They did get Dean Pease in the offseason, who has a phenomenal track record as a D coordinator. Uh and their first game or two, it didn't look so good, but things are starting to gel for them. There was a really cool article on, I think, ESPN today just about uh, Isaiah Oliver, who was, in my opinion, a pretty good draft pick when the Falcons got him. I was really excited, and I guess Pease has put him in a better position, more or less, than he has been. Yeah, he, he's, he's been primarily in the slot this year. Yep, which 74%, like... For his snaps, left or left slot, and the other thirty percent is right slot, and he he mixes around and does some linebacker and safety too. So he's playing this nickel position, and it's doing it's really good for him. Yeah, and then they should have uh, AJ Terrell back this week as well. He got knocked out of week two, and he missed week three with a concussion. So um, assuming he's back, that's an upgrade from uh, TJ Green, who kind of took a spot. So now, do I think these guys will be able to keep up with McLaurin? No, but I think they can hold down, you know, the rest of the group. Right, which makes, I think, Atlanta defense and DFS a really sneaky, fun option. No one is going to take Atlanta defense and DFS, and we both have just said we think the it's probably going under for the total score, uh, which would be 48. I yeah. think we can allot under 20 points to Washington in this game, and... I think the propensity for a turnover of some sort, especially an interception, is pretty likely. And then there's also Grady Jarrett. Yeah, the the, the Washington O-line has been playing fairly decently. It has. It's been doing pretty well. Yeah, it's... So this is, this is, as you can tell from our going back and forth a lot, this is a tough one to call, but we feel like there might be a little more defense from both sides that 
than they've shown the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have a banger. Um, I guess if we don't get Pitts week, I'm going to riot, but that's about all, all I can think of. <laughs> it is probably a good matchup for Pitts to get used. Uh, yeah, the, Washington's uh, been more susceptible to the tight end. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just kind of their mo with their defense in general, like the way their their scheme is set up and the personnel they have. It right. lends itself to allowing some tight end production. Um, the Giants didn't really have no week two, but like we saw Jared Cook have a good week one. Not Dawson Knox have a good week just this past week. So yeah, and Ingram was out, right? Yeah, Ingram was out, so it was like you know Rudolph and Caden Smith. So I'm not really expecting a ton there, but you know. Pitts, I mean, we know he's really good. It's just a matter of if they'll <laughs> design more stuff to him. Arthur Smith, um, they asked him about it, and he was basically saying, like, you know, teams are, like, respecting that Kyle Pitts is good. They're pretty much saying, like, okay, we're going to stop Pitts and Ridley beat us elsewhere. But, and he pretty much said, like, I, he's like, you know, we could, you know, design more screens and stuff to Pitts, but we just, like, basically, like, they just did it, more or less. It's like, well, maybe we should. <laughs> So. Right. No, we could have, but we didn't. Like, we know you didn't. Why are you going to, like, can you change that, do you think, maybe? Yeah, you got to wonder. <laughs> you got to wonder. But, yeah, but we'll so, see. Tough game. Right now we're leading Washington, but any sort of, like, injury update on any side could quickly change it. So, yeah, just keep keep an eye out. I know uh, Gibson hasn't been practicing with a shin issue, so if he doesn't play, that obviously changes a lot. <laughs> And it would propel, you know, um, Patterson into some usefulness and McKissick into a pretty solid spot. Yeah. I, I expect he'll play, but, you know, keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we've got Houston at Buffalo. Surprise, <laughs> taking Buffalo. Um, yeah, whoa, hey. <laughs> yeah, right now they're favored by 17 and a half. Oh. Which I remember uh, a couple of years ago, Minnesota was favored by about that much over Buffalo. And Buffalo upset them. That was the week where oh, I can't remember his name, like had a pretty much like a mental breakdown, more or less. The guy who quit during halftime, or he retired? Oh, no, I, I can't remember. I think that was the week before Buffalo got quit during halftime. But one of the Minnesota players um, didn't play that week. Oh, Everson Griffin had a mental break. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want to call it like mental breakdown. Like you know, like disrespect what he's going through. He was like dealing with a lot of mental health issues and didn't play that week. Right. And yeah. The team I mean, was he kind was of in shambles. And- yeah, needed some some mental support. I remember that. Oh wow. Yeah, and that was that week. And so I'm not saying that's gonna happen. I just you know remembered. Oh, last time Buffalo was in that situation, it was the other side. But I don't I don't expect Houston to uh, upset them or anything. No, there's it's, just it's way too much on the Bill side here. I think uh, in sort of contrast to going for the lowest option for DFS with Atlanta. I would say it might be worth it to pay up for the Bills D. Yeah. Um, in, this, in this game cuz the like chance that they get a score as a defense is probably pretty high. You're going to have Tredavious White and that secondary all over Brandon Cooks and yeah, there's there's a lot of potential bad for Houston in this mm-hmm. game. Like it's not just a a roster like mismatch. It's just like it's it's uh, it's bad. There's a lot of, I would say, things in favor of the Bills anyway. Mm-hmm. I will say, I do think this is our week to get Diggs back on track. I'm going to call him uh, the receiver banger of the week, uh, putting this one out early. Mm. So a lot of his matchups have also been in rough wind, too. Uh, so, I mean, we can obviously keep an eye on the weather, but if as long as he's not getting, you know, 
heavy wind games ruining his deep ball or anything. And this is a very cake matchup. He is I'd probably actually twice as good as all their quarters in terms of like and like talent wise. So I I mean it's he's gonna face no resistance getting open and scoring, so Yeah, the only problem is that if he doesn't do it in the first half, he might just, you know, be resting. Yeah, I mean, twenty five percent of the game at least. You know, if they blow Houston out, I assume Diggs is a part of it. So, like, you ha- to to get a blowout, you have to get to the blowout. So, I I expect. Diggs I mean, to but have last week they part. didn't. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was everybody but Diggs though. It was everybody but Diggs. And it, like, well, I mean, it's one of the odds that happens again. So. Yeah, I mean, I personally think Jalen's gonna come down to earth a bit this game, not because he's playing a good defense. I, I just. Like I think the game's pretty much over by halftime. Maybe I mean they're, they I, might they I, might like, run a lot in the second half for sure. But the, like in the first half, they will pa- like if Jalen passes twenty times in the first half, it could be for two hundred eighty yards and three touchdowns though. Right. No, I mean I think he'll be hyper efficient. I think he'll probably be like eighteen of twenty two. Yeah. I mean for, last week he still passed forty three times in a sh- the shellacking of Washington. That was also close, though, until the fourth quarter. I don't think this one is nearly. Yeah. They got as close. up. I mean, they, they, yeah, they got up twenty-one zip like instantly. Yeah, they went into halftime like fourteen twenty-one, right? Uh, yeah, fourteen twenty-seven. They were up at half. Yeah, no. I if Houston doesn't score a touchdown, I won't be surprised. Yeah, unless like, it's unless it's Davis Mills to a Bills sec, uh, corner. <laughs> yeah, the other way. Yeah. <laughs> But, this is going to yeah, be a I, really tough game for Mills. Like, yeah. this is a very tough game for him. Going to be harder than last week. No, I, I get your point, though, on, like, the ceiling is lower for Jalen, probably. Exactly, yeah. They just, sense. it won't be as competitive. They won't have to, and they, like, probably will just, at some point, just run the clock out, and it might be earlier than a normal game would be. Yeah, I will say, though, in DFS, if that notion suppresses... Uh, like the roster percentage for Jalen and Diggs at all, I would attack that though, just because. I mean, I I like to often hark harken back to that Chiefs Jets game, and how that got like <laughs> dismissed and then it popped off. But anyway, I think I think we spent enough time on this game. Buffalo That's, should shellac yeah. them. You can, you know, I think I think Zach Moss could make a good stream. There you go as well. But uh, anyway, next up we've got Detroit at Chicago. This is a tough one, and I see you have Detroit here, and I'm unsure. Oh yeah, I mean, there's. I'm not picking Chicago until I until their coach is fired. So here's a fun thing: they still haven't announced a quarterback for this week, right? Correct. Correct. So this entire week, they're just having all of their subpar quarterbacks practicing the same offense, which means. Regardless of who goes in on Sunday, they'll all be trying to, you know, complete this scheme to the best of their individual ability, mm-hmm. regardless of who it is. Which means if it's Fields, he's again doing a Dalton playbook. And if it's Foles, then he's doing a Dalton playbook. And if it's Dalton, <laughs> then he's doing a Dalton playbook. Uh, so... Fuck that guy. I'm out on Nagy. If I, at least with Dan Campbell, I know that his players are willing to bite off kneecaps just to make their coach proud. And you know what? I've seen Detroit lose a few games this year, but they have been in every single one of them. And 
they now get, I think, probably the easiest secondary they get to go up against. Because even the Packers with Joe Barry as D coordinator had Jair Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, to me, I'm taking Detroit. Yeah, that was my instinct. And I think I may end up with you there. Which sounds weird to say my instinct was to take Detroit on the road. But no, like, they've they've been in every game at some point in the game. Like, it's they've not been a clown show like people were kind of predicting. Which I never... I said, we were never on that boat. We kind of had a little more respect for them in general than a lot of people did. But uh, I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do want to say, uh, Dan Campbell, quote-wise, um, he was... So, this was this one's from, like, a week ago. He said, uh, he was asked about, like, that same old Lions mentality. He was like, I don't want to see that shit. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, <laughs> they asked him about that delay of game. And he's like, we'll get an apology tomorrow. Right. And... Uh, one other one is he did say this is a Dan Campbell quote. You're going to see a lot more of uh, DeAndre Swift. So, there we go. DeAndre Swift is a banger for sure for me. Um, I don't know if I'm going to call him banger of the week, but if no other running backs pop out, he might be. Well, actually, no. I guess we have one more coming down the line that we both agree on too. Mm-hmm. But he he's been balling out. He's like the he's like the running back three or something. Especially PPR has been going nuts. And if he gets any more rushing or gets touchdowns. He's in a good position here, and it's a game they should also be competitive in, too. Yeah. Now, I would say if Dalton plays and is fine, I might have to revisit this. But yeah, that's the Bears thing. Are, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's. I think they have a better chance to win week to week this year with Dalton in running the Dalton playbook than they do with Fields running the Dalton playbook. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, we don't, we're not saying like we want Dalton over Fields. It's just that is, you know. With how Nagy's is going to insist to do it, that's going to be their best chance. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about David Montgomery here? I feel pretty good. Yeah, I don't like last week was really bad. They just got nothing going. I think regardless of who's at quarterback, he'll have a slightly easier time this week. Yeah, I think he should return to form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he's he's been really good this year. Like he's like as in he's like looked really good this year. He looks like he's actually just improving as a player. Which, Which is nice to see. Yeah, especially as like as a running back where they often like get determined very early. So he had a uh, quiet year two boost. Yeah, because stat wise, the physical numbers weren't much better, but you could tell like he himself was improving and his yards per carry might have improved. It was just sort of uh, no one really talked about it. We touched on it a little bit. Yeah, because his been improving. Yeah, his second half of last year's stats ended up showing up and like winning people championships. Mm-hmm. Though, because yeah, he he got in better shape, and a lot of it was so a lot of running backs. It's gonna be a quick diversion. Um, they will not fully translate all of their athleticism right away because they're adjusting to the NFL game, and so mm. you know, Dave Montgomery had all this, you know, pray like that graphic or whatever, like you know. The blank of like Sony, this the stat of Saquon, all that you know that graphic that got shown, like he, and one of the big knocks on him was like the concern about if he had enough burst, um, like for the NFL level. But now that he's gotten used to the NFL game and he's in NFL shape, you know his his physical ability has been able to translate better. And so like right. that's something you'll see like a running back who we know is really athletic may not look as you know athletic and fast until he gets more acclimated yeah and he certainly has Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, I feel good about him this week. If Dalton does play, I probably feel better about A-Rob too. Yeah, I was literally going to ask, so A-Rob, what are we doing with A-Rob? Not really sure what I'll do with him if Dalton is still injured, but if Dalton is in and playing and fine, I'll probably keep him in. Yeah, I mean, even with Fields, it's like, if not this week, then when? Like, if not Detroit secondary, then when the fuck is Allen Robinson going to come online? When they fire their head coach. Yeah, like, (laughs) at TBD, I'll know that's going to be. But they're not going to have a better chance anytime soon, I guess. Well, that's what I'm hoping, is I'm hoping they'll lose. I hope the Bears lose so that Nagy gets fired. That's like the the silver lining. Yeah, he's, I guess if... Dan Campbell eats the kneecap of the Bears organization. I guess we could say, <laughs> Na- is Nagy the, Nagy the kneecap? Nagy's Perfect. the kneecap. Bite <laughs> it off, Campbell. Come on, Dan. Nagy the kneecap. I also, know, I'm just like, I'm going to be Nagy. rooting so hard for Detroit because this oh, yeah. is a game they can win. <laughs> like, we enjoyed, we enjoyed the Dan Campbell Lions in general. And then, yeah, the added implication of getting Nagy out of there. And we, we've, we've... <laughs> We were odd the wire Nagy and Pace still here thing already, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they'll both go or if Pace will get to stay around to watch, like, his pick of Justin Fields pan out. I kind of want them to keep Pace, but I do think Nagy and the coaching staff needs to get gutted. Uh, Yeah, it's it's bad. So, yeah, this this game, the over-under is at uh, 42.5. Chicago's favored by three right now, but so gross game. Yeah, but uh, forty-two. Real, real, real low, real gross. Uh, we've got Indy at Miami next. This one is also at forty-two and a half, and we've got a two-point wow. favorite in Miami here. So, I right now we're both on Indy. Yeah. Um. So I do, we've gone back and forth <laughs> about you know where we rank Carson Wentz and Derek Carr, and certain guys of you know of that tier but mm-hmm. i saw this thing like basically like sit people uh, basically like a big twitter poll where a lot of people said they would take Brissett over Wentz, and that's just not right i don't think yeah Listen, that's pretty that's pretty ignorant like I, yeah, i'm not gonna come out and just be like oh j- like i know jacoby's a good backup but he's a backup and no one's tried to make him a starter except for when the colts literally fucking had to because luck retired on them so right it's yeah <sighs> <laughs> and on that, I think when I'm torn, I go with the better quarterback, which is once here. And again, I don't know how many games we'll be able to say that, but right, yeah, it's it's tough. And Indy's defense looked pretty rough last week. It but, was, but it wasn't. They got a lot of turnovers, uh-huh. and their front is good. They get the pass rush and the linebackers there. So I'm really concerned about Miami's O-line with a backup quarterback going against the front of that defense. I know their secondary hasn't looked good, um, which is obviously a strength of Miami. Mm -hmm. But Brissett has to get it there. Yeah. Yeah, This one's tough. Because we saw Miami. Yeah, we both took Indy to start the season at 2-5 and and then potentially even be in a playoff contention because of how hard their schedule is at the start. Uh-huh. relative to the second half of the year. So even though they're 0-3, I do think they're kind of being undervalued here. This is actually, to me, this was a immediate take the, take Indy here. And it's, look, I mean, Miami, 
a lot of their fans want to act like two is not that good. You just wait. You look and see how they do against the Colts this weekend without uh, Tua out there. It's going to be rough. It, I, I like I. I'll say it. Like, I think it's rough. I think Indy is a smart play in deep in a FanDuel DK anything as a defensive option. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, so I'm trying to picture how this game goes because we saw Miami put up a fight and all but win against vegas although is that the right use of the phrase anyway i, the, I hate that phrase because i don't i feel like it doesn't make sense how it's used blah, blah blah anyway yeah they took the raiders to the the end of ot right and like okay i would take the raiders to beat indy but I, not to say like oh they like used it all up that game but <laughs> I, I i when you see you see the the jacoby Brissett playbook and that's it. I don't think there's much to expand on with them. And also, like, Indy knows Jacoby. Like, he was yes. their guy. I think that matters. I do, too. I think that does matter. So. And if anything, this should just be Jonathan Taylor week. So he's one of my bangers here. Yeah. The Miami run D is really bad. I think this is a good get right spot for him. I, You know, Marlon Mack's not going to be there to take carries, um, whether he's inactive still or traded. And uh, I think Doyle is kind of worth the stream here, possibly. Mm-hmm. But um, Miami like side, that. yeah, Miami side, is there any interest in like Gasecki or Waddle? I think that's kind of where it, it ends there for Miami. Mm. He did like Gasecki a lot. Yeah, like Gasecki was his guy. And Waddle got all those short receptions. He got so many. Yeah, like Waddle, Waddle has that PPR value there. I think honestly, both might be okay. Mm-hmm. They're probably both fine, yeah. I think that is sort of the key, though, on how the Colts win this is their defense and the run game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. So, yeah, yeah. right now, taking Indy here, but another another gross one. But next up, we've got one. I think that'll be pretty fun, Carolina at Dallas. Now, this one, yeah. This will be probably most of my attention for the mm-hmm. 1 o'clock games. Yeah, that, that and the next one we got up, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Carolina obviously missing CMC. Dallas still down Gallup. But this uh, this should be a shootout, I believe. I mean, I know both defenses have been playing decently. I guess better like better than anyone probably expected coming into the year. But they've also not played like Carolina has an has an easy schedule. Like we predicted right. them to start like this. But Dallas is head and shoulders above the rest of the competition they've played. And then meanwhile. Dallas looked good last week against a really injured Philly squad, but this Panthers team has a lot of talent. So I, I mean, I will go out and say that I think Dallas has one of the most unstoppable offenses in the league. Yeah. Regardless of the defense. Like, the fact that they have a good O-line, a good run game with good pass pro from their, run, from their running backs, as well as two dangerous ones in Pollard and Zeke. Yeah. And then let alone... Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and, you know, two good tight ends, plus Gallup when he returns, but at the moment, Cedric Wilson isn't a scrub either. Like, they are just complete and dangerous, and I think they're really hard to stop unless you have just an amazing front that can put pressure on Dak somehow, which is going to be tough because he's also mobile. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I think it does, like, I think this game does kind of lend itself to a maybe third quarter it starts really turning into a shootout yeah because carolina like i expect them to start passing a lot this week with cmc out like all the all the passing volume is just gonna go to chuba 
and Royce, like it's going to get distributed among the receivers probably. And then, you know, Dan Arnold's gone. So I'm actually thinking this will kind of be Robbie week because I'm expecting Diggs to be on more and Diggs has been playing super duper well. And not, not that more can't beat him at all, but the path of least resistance is going to be away from him. So I, th- I think we'll get Robbie week here. It's very interesting. I, my question is, you know, can Carolina's offense keep up with Dallas? I think enough. I mean, I, I think it'll be I think it'll do a pretty good job. But I think ultimately I'm taking Dallas that theirs is just a little bit more fine tuned. Yeah, we haven't really seen the Panthers have to right. keep up with the team. So, yeah, we, we got to see it from Darnold. Uh, yeah, like this is this is going to be Darnold's test. Like how much can he sling it? Right. If they lose by like one point and he had an amazing game, you know, I'll be totally yeah. <laughs> happy with that. But if it comes down to him having to pass to keep up with this Dallas offense and he starts making mistakes, then, you know, his uh, his narrative can change a lot this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, a lot of this game is fantasy usable. But yeah, like I said, right. from, from your life perspective, the Dallas defense is going to be... I, I do think tested because, like, they've got three good receivers. Now, if CMC were here, this would be a different story. Like, I do think no CMC is the the difference, more yeah. or less. Like, I would, still, I would still pick Dallas, but it would be definitely, like, closer. Like, I don't know how much... I, I, I assume McCaffrey affects the spread more than any running back, I would guess. Probably. Like him or Kamara, but, yeah. Dallas here, but overall pretty good game. I think I'm I'm excited to see Carolina actually probably have to you know shoot out for once with all their talent there. So yeah, I would, I would love a nice Robbie week. There we go. But yeah, I'm taking whatever the the uh, over under is. I'm taking the over. Yeah, right uh, now the over under is at 51. Yep. Oh, easy. Like 51 and a half. Yeah. Easy, easy. Taking the over there for me <laughs> and I could Darnold be a stream worthy option this week. I would say probably. Yeah. Like, I think his likelihood to hit the 300-yard bonus for you on DraftKings is pretty high. Right. So Two touchdowns, yeah. Interception, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Happens. <laughs> Diggs gets another pick in a row. Be good. Next up, we've got Cleveland at Minnesota in the Stefanski Bowl. Um, the mirror match, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> These two teams that are essentially the same and run the same style of thing. I know, it's like... Stefanski comes from Minnesota, where he set up the Dalvin Cook O-line run game, and he established that in Cleveland, <laughs> which yeah. they have adopted and done really well with. And then you it's got Baker. Of, yeah. Baker is just like cool Kirk Cousins, basically. Basically, yeah. They're like the same quarterback, more or less. Like, I I'm think... Kirk Cousins, and I'm Kirk Cousins who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the angel and devil, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Oh, that's great. High completion percentage, knows how to pass it, really good rolling out, good deep ball, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, like, as as we go through, like, these teams, like, you know, we've got the Vikings, and then the Browns are the dog, so they're just, you know, putting a Viking helmet on a dog on a as dog. their mascot here. <laughs> so, yeah, I this is a tough one for us. Right now, Cleveland's favored by uh, two on the road, 51 and a half over under. Uh, this is not a game I want to bet on remotely. We're only picking because we have to, pretty much. Uh, I, I'm picking Minnesota. If Jarvis were in, I would pick Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota's secondary is pretty bad. 
But yeah. when they've got their when they've got their front seven in, they're at least talented enough to, you know, not stop a run game. But their weakness is the secondary. So they've got Odell, but then you've got you know like Schwartz and Peoples Jones and Rashad Higgins. You know, no one of note. And so <laughs> yeah. like I have Odell as a banger here, but I'm just curious how they're going to get the running backs going and involved to you know get it on their ideal game plan. Like, are we going to see a lot of tight ends? I'm not sure what their mo is going to be there. Mm-hmm. I do think we'll see a lot of running backs. We'll see a lot of Cook if he plays, if not Madison. But I do think Cook is trending upward. Yeah, it sounds um, like it's sounds in the right like direction. Um, and, you know, vice versa, also Chubb mm-hmm. and Hunt. Yeah, I, th- I think this game's going to come down to the uh, Vikings O-line that's been up and down, I guess. Like, they've had some good <laughs> games. They've had some not-so-good games. Um, they have a pretty tough test with the Browns here. Yeah, Rashad Rashad Hill at uh, tackles kind of been the weak point, but they've been they've been good in the middle, like Cleveland and their and their guard play has been pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So the big test we want to see is is the Browns secondary good because we it's been pretty tough to evaluate. So yeah, the far. Browns defense has been a hard eval with their like, <laughs> slew of opponents. So like obviously Miles Garrett's playing at a top tier level jock has been so good he's been really damn good yeah he's been he's been great for their run d so like he's gonna be a big part of this game and it's just a matter of like how their corners hold up against jay jeff and Thielen. yep so this is like this is a really good matchup like this like dallas carolina and then this game will be the two 1 p.m.ers i'm on oh yeah and we both are not really, like, confident in either team. Like, we are, but in picking one or the other because we're confident in both of them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I on this one, I could honestly, like, flip a coin and be fine. Ex- and I almost did that. I almost flipped a coin because <laughs> I believe in both teams in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I'm not really in any, like, direction too hard on any specific player in this game. Except, like I said... I think Odell is in a pretty good spot, and he was solid last week. So, as long as he plays again this week, we're good. We should be good. Mm -hmm. But next up, we've got Giants at New Orleans. We're picking New Orleans, and Kamara is the running back banger of the week. Yeah, I think we agree on that. Yeah, he was. So, we've talked a lot, you know, about Giants letting go of Dalvin Tomlinson, who was a very good run stopper. They have also just lost Blake Martinez, one of their linebackers that they formerly got from the Packers. He was one of their better tackling linebackers, so I don't know what they've got there now. Kind of concerned that it's just a Camaro week, man. Their run defense is going to be bonkers bad. The New Orleans line is good, and they, like, yeah. That, the the other thing is the Giants are famously right now a a you know a run funnel because their secondary is solid and their run defense is bad. So if you've got Jameis and Alvin Kamara <laughs> against the Giants, you're like, well, we should probably just use a lot of Kamara. <laughs> yeah. So yes. he's not just like it, obviously you start Kamara every week, but he is like he could be banger of the week. Mm-hmm. And I would be. I would be surprised if he had a bad game. So I would be shocked. <laughs> and anything else is, I don't know. Um, yeah, the Giants <sighs> receivers are hurt, so keep an eye on that. Um, if yeah, like, Slayton and Shepard, right? Yeah, if they both miss, like after Kenny, there's you know it's Tony's gonna have to get involved. 
Colin Johnson's going to be part of it. And I think this is more of a like DFS thing to look at, you know, because if, if they do both miss, those guys are super duper cheap. Like on DraftKings, you might be able to get some like salary relief out of it to play your chief stack. Ooh, there you go. Now, I want to see really quickly if the Patriots tight ends hadn't just dropped and fumbled a bunch. They would have combined for 12 targets last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be... Saints might have a little weakness there against the tight end. So you could see some Evan Ingram, especially if Shepard and Slayton are out. Evan yeah. Ingram is back for good, right? Yeah, he's cool. back. So like, I think this yeah could be a good week for him. I, I like him as like a stream, and he's also, again, very cheap on DraftKings. So. Ooh. Yeah, I don't, I'm just curious which Saints we get. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's... I think we're going to get the strong defense, strong O-line, strong Camara Saints. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, yeah I guess what, what's Jameis do we get? <laughs> which Jameis do we get? The one that hands the ball off so he doesn't throw picks. <laughs> That's probably their ideal Jameis. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, uh... this over-under is at uh, 42. A lot of a lot of low ones, a lot of forty twos. New Orleans is a touchdown favorite here, which yeah. I I guess that's about right. The Giants have not won a game, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think yeah. the New Orleans pass rush against the Giants kind of depleted line should be able to get home too. Oh man, yeah, we hadn't even covered that the Giants are rolling out with Billy Price and they're so hurt, dude. They're so their hurt. interior line is gonna get just uh, Saints. Right there, Cameron. <laughs> Cam, I mean, because Cameron Jordan goes on the edge, but he also co- goes in the middle. He'll be yeah. moving around, and the Saints. The Saints are going to go marching into that backfield. <laughs> yeah. But next up, we've got Tennessee at the Jets. Uh, this one is heavily injury dependent. Uh, at the moment, we've got Tennessee in here slated, but mm-hmm. I will say, if AJ Brown and Julio miss, and the Jets like have everyone. This isn't just, you know, a, oh, it's the Jets. It's I'm going to have to, like, think about it. I know, which, so I think we might postpone this one. Yeah, we, uh, so, yeah, we, yeah. Can, we can save this for the uh, part two, I would say. Because that's really big to be missing your number one wide receiver and your other number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a big old bummer. So, TBD on them. Hopefully we can get some Friday practice reports because, like, A.J. Brown and Julio have not practiced yet. So... We'll keep as long as they get one, which I yeah. think would be Julio, mo- more likely. Yeah, Julio like has Julio doesn't practice much, <laughs> so. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, TBD on this one. We'll we'll revisit it in our in our part two. Mm-hmm. So we've got Kansas City at Philly to round out these one o'clock games. We both got Kansas City, and I, I okay. So a team being like pissed <laughs> off, you no, know, that doesn't like that doesn't really play a whole lot into my evaluation but we did talk about kansas city getting pretty unlucky last game and losing yeah and philly is hurt i i think we see kansas city put up are there there tons of points and then jalen hurts will get there in garbage time or you know if the game says close like jalen hurts i think makes a as usual good quarterback play mm-hmm. um but as far as like who else on philly to play with him is the tough part in my opinion like i don't want to play sanders because they don't want to play they don't want to play him because they don't want to play Sanders yeah and if they get behind like they will bring in Kenny Gainwell and you know 
tight ends will get involved. Like, maybe the tight ends are the answer. Maybe Goddard's the answer. Or, like, maybe Devontae Smith will get on track. I don't know. But I do assume Kansas City, especially, like, as, as Philly's D-line stays banged up, too. Like, they should be able to do whatever they want. Yeah. I had that sort of... You know that uh, SpongeBob where they go to the Bubble Bowl and they're they go into the stadium and they're like, who are all these ugly people? You know, <laughs> like why are they so ugly? That's like my interpretation of what the Chiefs are gonna see when they walk into Philly, because I can't remember the last time they played. I'm assuming it was four or so years ago. Oh gosh, um, yeah, I but, guess Andy Reid revenge game, right? Right. <laughs> I'm just like picturing Mahomes walking into the Philly stadium, like. They're so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with them? Uh, Yeah, no, this to me kind of might be a uh, like the Chiefs Jets of last year, Mm -hmm. which is just I I actually don't even know if I like CEH. I think I just kind of like Mahomes, Reek and Kelsey. This has got to be like perfect setup for Kelsey, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, seeing what Schultz did last week, and you, you think about what Kelsey's got to do, <laughs> get, gets you a little excited. Gets you a little excited, oh. Yeah, and, and there's there's no one on Philly who I think can really stop Reek either, so. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, I think the, the Falcons made Philly look a lot better than they actually are. No, they did. Week one doesn't matter. Right, mm-hmm. I mean that's sort of the mantra, and and we even said that. Now I did say that Philly's offense, I think, will continue to have some some success here and there because I like Hertz and because I like Devontae Smith and I like Miles Sanders, but they're getting in their own way. Clearly, yeah. the <laughs> the thing is though, like with with the Eagles here, like the last game ended forty one twenty one with the Cowboys. Like I could see that here too again. Like right. the there's the Chiefs are going to be able to do what they want. Like the like their Cowboy like they're like we're putting top tier offenses like Cowboys and Chiefs are up there, obviously, and so the the Chiefs don't have enough of a defense to like blank the Eagles, and so I think the Eagles, whether it's in the game staying competitive to start or in garbage time or both, like will get theirs in some capacity. So, like I do think it's worth it if you like stack Chiefs. Like I think I do think it's worth it to run back if you've got the salary left. Mm-hmm. Now, no, I think part- that's a good play. Yeah, the hard part is the having the salary left because, like, Devontae is not, you know, super cheap. So do you go, like, Regor? And that's where it's tough. It's like, I don't really want to play Sanders here because, like, that wouldn't make much sense, I guess. Unless you <laughs> go the the Browns route, like, week one, where they get ahead in the running back's role and then she's have to come back. But I think that was a lot more realistic with the Browns and with the Eagles here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, w- I would say maybe look to do, like, a tight end or... Like I going double tight ends kind of tough sometimes like, to justify, but I guess you know, Devonte Regor, if you want to run it back, would be my lean. But I yeah, don't so think yeah. you have to because it could just be Hertz gets a lot and then everyone else gets like some, which we pretty much saw in the showdown. Like the Cowboys yeah. game, Hertz had a good fantasy day, but no other Eagles did. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I think it's that can happen. That can happen to the running quarterback, especially like in a in a blowout. Like right, they spread it like they just get it to whoever's open. They go, like, deep coverage, in. high safeties, and yeah. he just skirts out for 20 yards on a run, like, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Ert, Ertz had the best fantasy day on the Eagles outside of Hertz. <laughs> <laughs> Hertz and Ertz. And then God, Goddard was next. Goddard. Which, again, hilarious. So, but, yeah, we're taking we're taking KC. Phillies, 
Well, we'd take him anyway, but Philly's just too hurt already, yeah. again, as always. So I'd probably take the over, too. Take the over, take the Chiefs, take the points. Yeah, the over's at 54.5. I, yeah, I could yeah. see that hitting. It's, t- it's tough to call an over on that, but it makes a lot of sense how it would get there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it might. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs might get 40, and then the last quarter, the Eagles get their 20. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the back door, you know. <laughs> on that so anyway that will wrap up our part one for the week four preview we'll be back uh tomorrow to wrap up the rest of the games and hopefully have a little more news on uh tennessee and the jets tenny and the jets tenny and the jets (laughs) but in the meantime you can find us on tiktok and twitter at mozzie and muscle and online at mozzie and the muscle.com